Good morning, podcasting morning chat. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. And today, we're unveiling our studio secrets. Really, we're unveiling our studios. I'll explain in a minute. If you don't mind, hit the share button, bottom left-hand side of the screen, if you are listening via Clubhouse. And if you're listening through the podcast, please share this episode with a friend. And in the meantime, give us about two minutes and we'll get things rolling. Thanks for being here. again podcasting morning chat thanks for being here happy tuesday today we're going to be sharing a bit about our studios in other words i want to learn more about the space you're in the stuff you're using to create your content so we'll do that in a moment while everyone's filing in if you're listening live on clubhouse you can see we are a little light in the room and as I say, it's totally cool. I just like to call it out sometimes. It feels a little different when we start or when we start and it's a slow start for some of our audience to file in. Uh, we do have a, a full set of moderators here, so I want to say hello to them and of course, start with a bit of an icebreaker. So since today we're talking a little bit about studios and equipment and such, I want to ask Starting with you, Nick, good morning. Please share a funny or unexpected moment you've had while recording content in your studio. Go for it. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Okay, so this is a funny story, yes, but it is also a cautionary tale for anybody who 
records their Zoom meetings or uses AI note takers for their Zoom meetings. So I'm getting ready. I'm setting up for one of our next-gen podcaster sessions. Um, I, I boot up Zoom. Uh, basically, uh, we had a guest come in that day, and I was waiting for the guest to come in, which it's set up to where everyone kind of goes to a waiting room and you have to admit them, like that whole thing. So I get the Zoom started a few minutes early. I slap on my next-gen podcaster t-shirt, um, kind of just kind of get stuff set up and ready to go. And then the guest joins, kind of have a little bit of a, a chit-chat, talk about what's going to happen in the session. You didn't have some like personal chit chat, that type of stuff. And then people start filing in. So we start the session. Well, after the session was finished, we typically will take that recording, we'll go put it onto YouTube, and then we make those sessions available for all of the members within Nixon Podcast. This was Probably it was live for a couple of days, I would say, Mark. I, yeah, definitely I a couple of days. Week, but it was definitely a couple of days, <laughs> right? And we get a message at like nine o'clock at night from one of Mark's VAs. And she, she was like, oh my gosh, you guys need to take that video down now. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Well, Nick is like undressing on screen and then they're having a personal conversation and like all this stuff is happening. <laughs> it was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so we go, everything was being recorded because the read AI that we use, as soon as you log into Zoom, the recording starts. And I didn't think anything of it. So I, I'm literally taking my shirt off in front of the camera, putting on a different shirt, like our entire conversation before the thing is being recorded. And it was, it was horrifying. <laughs> so luckily Holly was, I'm pretty sure the only one that had seen it. I don't think anybody was aware that the replay was live. She, I'm very thankful for her catching that, but probably the worst part of it all is one of us, either Mark or I will usually edit down the session a little bit because usually there's a little bit of chit chat before we kind of really get into the stuff. So we usually trim that up. Right. And for whatever reason, neither of us <laughs> thought to do it <laughs> or we just assumed the other did and we just hit publish on it. So always be aware if you are recording yourself. <laughs> Nick doing a nice little striptease for the next gen community. <laughs> Amanda, what were you yeah, going to say? You have to pay a premium for that one. Yes. No, I said, oh gosh. <laughs> Is this podcasting after dark or podcasting morning? <laughs> Dominic, you had something? Go ahead. No, I was just about to ask, what's the subscription tier? <laughs> For next gen for that one. Nick thought he, we were doing our OnlyFans channel, not our next gen channel. That must be what it was. Oh, man. I, I confuse the stream sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a good one. And more, more for this stage of podcasting, right, with, with video. Those aren't the kind of 
bloopers, I'll call them, that we used to deal with when it was audio only. And yeah, when you add video, you have a whole new element to consider before putting out your content. I'm going to go to... Thank you, Nick. I'm going to go to Sid with the same icebreaker. Sid, good morning to you. Share a funny or unexpected moment you've had while recording in your studio space. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's really hard to follow Nicholas <laughs> with this story. Um, I actually, I honestly can't think of something that was funny that happened in my my office. It's really not an exciting office. It's kind of boring. It's, you know, four walls and bookcases. But, I mean, other than not hitting the record button, um, <laughs> one. I don't know. I'm. I'm. If it, if there's something comes to mind, I will share it. But there's nothing that's coming to mind at this moment about that happened in my office. All right. Well, that's okay. And not hitting the record button is one I think that a lot of us can relate to. Uh, it was awful. It was probably one of the worst experiences of my podcasting career. And you normally have guests, so this was, oh, yeah, I no, assume, with was, a guest. Uh, yeah, and she's an executive. She's the president of a hospital system. And um, I was interviewing her about trends in healthcare, and we had this amazing conversation. And at the end of the episode, I'm looking for the off button or the stop record button, and I don't see it. And so I thanked her. I'm like panicking. I thanked her, and uh, then I had a meltdown <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't hit the record. I mean, and I never told her. Oh wow! So do, so you never went back and said, "Can we do this again?" Uh, was too embarrassed. Mm, interesting. I know that that's a thing. Like I work with a lot of podcasters, and when that happens, a lot of them are really nervous or embarrassed to go to that guest and say, "Hey, I screwed up. I didn't record it. Can we do it again?" And really, I think for the most part, I've actually I can honestly say I don't think anybody I've worked with, or if it's been me. I don't think anybody has been denied by the guest. Can it happen? Sure. But I, for the most part, I feel like the guests are pretty open to it and understand that glitches happen. Now, I will say that the time or two that I have forgotten to hit record, I won't say that I forgot. I'll just blame it on the equipment. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I, I can't handle the embarrassment of saying, oops, I forgot. So I just blame the equipment. All right, let's go to Amanda. Amanda, good morning. We missed you yesterday. Please share a funny or unexpected moment you've had while recording in your space. Well, first of all, I missed everyone yesterday, but we did have to prepare for the amazing Dominic's appearance on our show, and he just killed it. Yeah. And I'll have to say, and I think Dominic felt this way because I know Chris and I definitely did. Because of Clubhouse, I mean, when we sat down to hit the record button for our live show, it just felt like an extension of this. So it felt so natural for Chris and I, and the conversations were great. So Dominic, you killed it. Absolutely killed it. And as far as this question goes, I mean, during Chris and I's show, I don't think anything embarrassing has happened. <clears throat> and if it is, we just laugh about it. I mean, we've never noticed you okay. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But for me, I mean, my whole life is me just walking around being embarrassment to others or myself <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so I feel like just recently, to your point, Mark, when you had said about my TikTok video when I was recording a TikTok and a customer came into the store. And while that's an embarrassing thing for a lot of people, and it 
like, yeah, made me blush for a second. It is such a normal thing. for They all know that I do it. So it wasn't like it was like this, like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. It was like, oop, caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part of my normal. But I, I, I don't want to just blow by it either, because I don't feel like we actually talked about it here in the room. So, yeah, Amanda was doing a TikTok. And what was it? You were dancing to one of your playlist songs, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I was singing. I was feeling it. Yeah, singing with the broom as your microphone. That's what it was. Yes. And then all got to be the mic. And the best part was you had you were in that moment where you're, you know, you've got your eyes shut and you're really yeah. feeling it and then you open your eyes and jump out of your skin <laughs> <laughs> because somebody is standing at the door wondering if it's okay to come through. <laughs> well, cuz my nor- my door like my it gets stuck. So it makes a lot of noise and I was right by the door. So like I heard it before I saw it. So that was the initial jump. And you know, you just laugh. You just laugh a lot. And as far as when I'm walking down the street with my camera in the hand, you know, it, I feel like recording in general can just be embarrassing if you're doing it out in public. Yes, I agree with you. I definitely so, feel a little silly when I do. Yeah, a little silly, a little awkward. So I feel like I just walk around all the time feeling a little silly and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think you'd get used to it, but for some reason, you don't entirely get used to it. You really don't. Because <laughs> the stuff gets in your head of like you go, you, the dialogue of what someone might be thinking about you. Like, who does she think she is just walking down with a camera in her hand? Or she can never get off her phone. Like, these are things that people probably don't think but that's what exactly goes into my yeah. brain and i get past them because obviously i continue to record but <laughs> <laughs> it's what my brain thinks <laughs> well thank you for sharing amanda i love that and i want to now this one i'm definitely curious about dominic do you have any funny or unexpected moments that you've had while recording in your space Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. And uh, just wanted to repeat um, Amanda's sentiment. Uh, I think, again, thank you, Amanda and Chris, for allowing me to be on the show and kind of display some civic pride about Stax Records and Memphis and kind of reminisce and share some tea and all the stuff. So I really appreciate that opportunity. It really was just an extension of this and just uh, uh, really just felt like uh like home, just like it you know does here. So that was cool. Um, so there was this one time where I thought when I was recording, somebody was breaking in the house. So what happened was basically is, I, so I recorded in my closet, and my closet is is right next to the laundry room, and so it was during the summer. And we had given my little sister like you know the access code for the house. Uh, and I keep, kept telling her, like, you have to let me know when you're here, <laughs> you can't just like, just pop up. Right. And so I was setting up to record and I went to the restroom, which is further back in the house. While that is happening, she comes in through the front door and I think she threw like some tennis shoes or something in the dryer. Right. And so I come out of the bathroom and just, just gloom, 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 like, what in the world is that? <laughs> and then I hear like some laughing upstairs and I was like, Brie, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So I was, it was like, go from like recording mode to fight or flight mode <laughs> to have to turn, like turn all that down and then get back in recording mode. It was just a whole thing. So yeah, that's uh 
that's the story. <laughs> do you have any of that recorded? Did you I save did it? Not. Oh. I did not. It was not recorded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those moments sometimes I, I wish I saved half of the moments like that. Although I didn't have any moment specifically where I thought someone was breaking in, but I think you catch where I'm going with that. By the way, I'm sharing a link for those of you listening live. I'm sharing a link to Song Swap Showdown YouTube channel. If you want to check out Dominic and his appearance on Amanda and Chris's show, you can go through that link or search for Song Swap Showdown on YouTube or on Google. You'll find it there. I don't think the actual episode is posted yet. Is that right, Amanda? I tapped on my face instead of the mic. I don't know why I did that. Um, (laughs) So it was up, but sometimes YouTube takes it down to go through the copyright thing because of our songs, Uh. and then Chris appeals it, and then it'll pop back up. So if it's not on the feed right this second, it's because YouTube took it down, but within like 48 hours, it should be back up. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, check that out, and thank you again, Dominic. And since we have a couple other people on stage, why not? Let's keep it going, shall we? Uh, Let's go to... Well, we're going to go to, I see Alex just joined us, but since I was already moving, I'm going to Amanda Yoa. Good morning, Amanda. Did you want to share a funny or unexpected moment that happened while you were recording? Good morning. Um, You know, there's been many of those, so it's hard to like, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to really gather uh, one for you. Uh, well, one that happens often that you know, I've just desensitized myself to the embarrassment is my son who, um, the minute he walks in the door from anything school, you know, the boy just likes to be in his underwear and that is it. (laughs) So, you know, he walks around the house in his underwear and I was recording a, a, a podcast and he was home sick the one day and he, and I, I forgot to say mommy's recording. So he comes walking in (laughs) Right into the you know, frame of where my guests could see him, where I was recording, and he's just in his underwear asking for a snack. And so <laughs> that and that happens often, but you know, I just I've embraced it because it's you know, it's it's mom mompreneur life. So uh-huh. yeah, it is it's always funny when it happens. I love that. I guess he uh, took a page out of Nick's book during recording to strip down and show up on camera. Yeah. And I feel like this is about to be a thing all morning. It might be. (laughs) It might be. Uh, And I and I appreciate Amanda that you just go with it, right? It's just part of it. And I, it actually, I don't want to say it drives me crazy, but it is something that gets under my skin a little bit when people are so insistent that they can't show those moments. And I feel like those are the moments that that people appreciate. And and those are the moments that you show that you're a human being like everybody else. And sure, if it happens all the time, yeah, there is a level of professionalism you probably want. I get that. But every so often, it's like, show, show your human side. That's, that's, to me, what makes it all about. When it comes to podcasting, that's what it is all about. Absolutely. I'm actually purposely collecting all of my blooper reel stuff, you know, hanging up the camera and it falls and I curse it myself or, 
you know, started recording and I didn't like the way I said something and I'm like talking to myself, you know, just to, to post as a reel for anybody who feels hung up on that, you know, again, needing to show up perfect. So, um, hopefully by the end of this season, I'll have plenty of content. I'm going to thank you for saying that. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I need to get back to saving my screw ups because I want to do that too. And especially because I think specifically this community will get a kick out of seeing me lose my shit <laughs> because I, I definitely, sometimes my patience level can be thin. And when I screw up, especially if I'm saying a line and I keep messing it up, you'll, you'll see it in my face. The aggravation and frustration sets in relatively quickly. I think it's if I screw up after three times and I keep screwing up, oh, get ready. So I got to I got to save that stuff and and oh, I guess Nick, you've probably seen that once or twice cuz sometimes you edit our videos. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes I I I haven't seen them like completely come on. <laughs> I've seen the frustration start. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I got to start saving those. All right, I'm coming to you, Billy. What say you? Any unexpected or funny moments when you're recording? You're doing a lot of live recording these days. I got to think something's popped up here or there. Oh, man. I tell you, well, actually, this was funny because I was doing a podcast interview the other day. I was being interviewed. And luckily, and this guy that I was on a show typically goes live, but he's doing pre-recorded stuff now. And so we're recording we're in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden, man, I drink a latte before and it just hits me in the stomach. And I was like, I was like, hold on, dude. Like, I'm really sorry, but I got to go to the bathroom. And so I came back and I told him, like, hey, man, feel free. That's kind of a funny thing. Feel free to use that in your in your show. I mean, dude, he made like a big thing of it, though. It was like a whole like. Talking him talking about my studio, my set, my backdrop, and then one of those little funny things like twenty minutes later, and then showing me like laughing coming back in. Which <laughs> I think it's funny. I was just like, well, I didn't know you were gonna make a whole like montage or whatever, whatever you call it, out of it. But uh, it was pretty funny. So that was the most recent thing. But but yeah, there's I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Like I can't tell you how many times I recorded you know videos in here and and didn't have my mic turned on or whatever so i was just like dang it so yeah i got a lot of <laughs> probably a hard drive full of me just cussing and then i probably should delete that before my son <laughs> yeah yeah a lot uh thank you billy uh alex before we dive into our studios do you want to share any unexpected or funny moments while you've been recording well good morning everybody good morning <laughs> you know who you are. Hi. Um, yeah, that's one of the funny moments when somebody shows up when you're recording, coming upstairs and telling you about your day, and you're like, Dad's recording. <laughs> uh, that never happens, right? No. Uh, okay. So I'll just go with that one. Nice. And yes, Alex's hot sauce reference. Go check out Song Swap Showdown with Dominic yesterday. You'll know what that means. I don't want to spoil anything. Just look for hot sauce when you listen to or watch Song Swap Showdown. Okay, so listen. If you are currently listening live and in the audience and want to come up and share a little bit about your studio, your equipment, your space, 
Where are you doing it? How are you doing it? We want to we want to discuss with you. I'm going to give you a minute to muster up the courage. <laughs> and then I'll sh- I'll go to those who are on stage. Before I do that, I do want to I saw a question in the Facebook group which you can find by going to Facebook and searching in the groups for empowered podcasting. I saw that John Estesio had put in a question, and I thought that this is a technical question, being that it is Tech Tuesday, so I thought, why not? Let's go to this question. I want to use this Facebook group more in as many ways as possible. So he says, what do you all think on post-recording an intro of your episode after recording? And then he goes on, like a one to two minute intro of guest and what to expect from the show. He says that he's been doing this, but he's looking to simplify the editing process, the workflow, and he feels that this may be redundant since there's a summary and highlights in the show notes. So I will open the floor. Who? Uh, okay, Alex, and then we'll go to Stacy. Alex, what do you what do you think? I love it. I just I used to do it, and then it just. I just want to get the episode out, but I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I think a Charlie Rose used to do that a lot on a TV show, you know, on this episode, you're going to listen, you just hear for this, this and that. I mean, with all due respect about the show notes, very few people even know you have even read the show notes. I had one person complain about, um, well, why am I going to watch the episode? If it's in the show notes, everything that, well, that's, but other than that, I think it's really cool. It just takes, it's time consuming. That's all. Yeah. I think that's a big one, Alex. Thank you for saying that. I think, I think that's the challenge for a lot of podcasters. I think the idea sounds great. And I think having to go back after, let's say an hour of recording sometimes just feels like a chore. So I'm with you on that. Uh, Stacy, what did you want to add? Good morning. This is my number one pain point right this minute. Mm. Um, I've done what you're talking about for the past 120 shows. And right now I did five episodes of recordings and I never got to go back and do the summary. And so I was thinking about today going and writing and figuring it out. And if you don't do it right away, you forgot what you talked about. Mm-hmm. And then the show notes still need tweaking, even though Cast Magic does some magic for you. But this topic is such a pain point. I dread it. And you're making me think like it might be okay not to do it. Like it just is such a pain point right now for me. So funny you're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I I feel you, Stacy. Uh, Nick, go ahead. Yeah, so this is something that uh, pretty much every episode I was very systematic about doing this. Uh, essentially, I would record my episodes, and a lot of times I would batch record my interviews. So I usually had a bank of like five to ten interviews already done at any given time, but I wouldn't necessarily edit them all as I was doing them. Sometimes I would have four or five, six episodes that were recorded, but unedited. And I don't know, for, for me, when I'm recording, yes, I have a good sense of everything that we're talking about, but there's something about going back and listening to the interview 
again from like the third, I'm going to say third party perspective that you catch things that you didn't really catch in the heat of the moment because you're thinking about the next question or you're involved in some of the conversation and you, you miss highlights and points that were talked about. So usually when I would sit down to go edit my episode, I would be listening through that entire episode. I would catch different points that were discussed. And throughout that editing process is where I would jot down some like really key points and moments that we talked about. And then I would go record my intro and my outro and then slap that on and then finish out the editing process. And I really liked that because a lot of times I had an idea and vision for the different points that I wanted to discuss in the episode. Sometimes it doesn't really go exactly according to plan. So if I do this intro talking about how we're going to talk about X, Y, Z, and we talk about ABC, still on topic, but it's a little bit different of a, an approach. I almost feel like I'm steering the listener in the wrong direction. And then they're like, well, why did you didn't talk about the stuff that you said you were going to talk about? So I 100% always record my intro and introduce the topic after the fact. Quick question. Um, I just wonder how many people who are religious listeners of our shows actually just fast forward the beginning and get to the meat. Yeah. I, you could, so I would ask, right? I would ask people during the show, I would, I would literally ask my audience, are you listening to those intros? I think it, you never know. And I, I, I debate that sometimes too, but I do believe if you are leaving a unique intro for each episode about that episode they're going to listen to, I think the religious listeners are going to stick and, and listen to what you have to say leading in to that interview or leading into that content. Doesn't it matter, or here's a question, does it matter that your, your unique summary, uh, I put it after the normal intro about the, sh- like, welcome to the Doing CX Right show, blah, 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 and today's episode is about blah, blah, blah. Does that order matter? Because they're used to that beginning, and mm-hmm. now they're waiting, like, what do you do? Be- yeah, that's a that's a great question. I so I think for me I'm I'm big these days on no big generic intros. Right? Or, or and if we're using them, I like them to be pretty short and sweet. Like name of the show, name of the host, and maybe a tagline that kind of sums it up uh, as far as what this show is about. That said, Regardless, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. If you do it a different way, like you're saying, Stacy, I personally think a, an effective way to do it is to start with your episode intro. And this is different than I had been doing it for a long time. Start with your episode intro and or a clip from that episode. Then play your intro, your generic intro, and then get into the episode. I like that because they know when they hit play, there's going to be some sort of value for them right out of the gate. They're going to get to hear from the host right away who's making it, who's putting their personal touch on the episode as it starts. I want to go to Dominic and then Amanda. 
Dominic, did you want to add something? You can go after Amanda. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Amanda. Well, it doesn't make sense as much now, but Stacey was saying for those really loyal listeners, do they just forward past that anyway? And just from a consumer of all of my podcasts, I 100% skip past any intro every single time. It's awful. I don't know if that's good or bad, but from a listening standpoint, I do it myself. (laughs) I think that's fair. I think it's good to hear how people in this community are listening and lots of people want to chime in. Go ahead, Dominic. No, I 100% actually agree with Nick. You know, actually in the NPR handbook, they kind of tell you to do the interview, transcribe it, and then go back and see, you know, how you should do an intro, how you should structure the episode. So I don't even title episodes or anything to after I go back through the interview, because sometimes you replay the interview or if you just read the interview, because like even reading it provides a different perspective. You have a different perspective on what you were talking about, uh, the direction of the show, and even some things even pop up with your own little perspectives anyway because since i do nonfiction narrative sometimes i'll just pop in between the interview and just kind of give my own perspective or a story or something like that uh and, and so i think there's some value in going through the interview and then going back and doing the intro it's the same thing they taught you and taught us in english class before you you know uh write the opening uh paragraph you write the body of it first and then you go back and 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 do the 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 uh, beginning uh the first paragraph if you will so that's all yep thank you dominic and i'm gonna go to sid and then alex go ahead sid yeah um so i do what mark suggested because all of you know i hired mark to the coach and so i'm doing what mark suggested and it's actually it feels really good to me to I just start the show. I have a little mini script that I wrote that I don't really follow, but it's there just with keywords for me to remember. And I say, hey, friend, welcome to the Trend Report podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today. And then I briefly introduce myself and then I jump right into the guest. And I ask the guest rather than say, hey, Mark, please tell me who you are, what you do. I just jump right in and ask the guest the question. And it feels really good. It's working really good. And there's no having to go back and re-listen to the show, write notes and do a pre-intro and all of that. Because I think that there's this attention span. Sorry, guys, I'm out for a walk. They're in Chicago. Um, there's this attention span issue where people um, want to fast forward and they might miss something. And so I just wanted to try to avert that as much as possible. I also wanted to shake it up a little bit and give my listeners in the last season something a little bit different. Love that. Thank you, Sid. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. You know, I, I, as much as I don't do it, I, I love it. Cause if you're, if you're doing a, and I, and I look at Sid's show, you know, where you have a different guest every time, or you have it, maybe even if you have a, a show where you have different topics all the time, it's nice to just give that, like, I don't know, less than 30 seconds. Hey, we're talking about this. And if I don't want to listen to it, I just will go. Um, cause you know, the titles are the titles or whatever, but I, I love it, but as a listener, but as a, as a person that has to edit it, it's a pain in the ass, <laughs> but it, it, it's fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I just like the NPR or the, or the, the Charlie Rose type of opening. Maybe I'm just too 
Yeah, I I personally like it. And again, to Stacy's question, I like the idea of somebody pressing play on an episode and immediately greeted by the host in a unique introduction, meaning it's not the same intro week after week. It's a different one discussing this episode. I think there there is less of a chance to skip. But Mark, I have a question for you. Yeah. And this goes back to this goes back to what you were just saying. People like routine. They like to know the grande latte is the same in New York as it is in California. And you know, that's why, you know, McDonald's is as successful as it is because the one thing the employees don't have to worry about is what to wear. And and I say that because repetition is what people want. And if you shake it up too much, that, you know, disrupt, everybody likes to use the word disrupt. That's great and all, but people like to, people like to have consistency in certain things. And it, you, you, it, it, not that I'm, not that I'm, you know, coming at you in a sense, but you can't have it both ways. You can't say that you want to be consistent and you want to have a, a, a listener base, but then change it up all the time. Now, if you want to change it, I mean, you have to grow. Your listeners have to grow with you like you grow with your listeners. But at the same time, you know, changing it up once in a while is one thing, maybe season to season. But constantly changing it up, I think, is going to be a down, uh, is going to be a negative. What do you think about that? I think it can be a challenge for sure. I think people do are creatures of habit, especially podcast listeners radio listeners there's definitely that that desire to keep things the same and when you change things up it can cause a stir sometimes so i think there are a few ways to handle that i think sometimes it's a matter of talking about the change coming for you know a build up if you will not just throwing it at them I think another way you can do it is to ease into the change if there's a way to kind of delicately start bringing in that change. And then I also think what's worked well is getting the audience involved with the change, getting their opinions, getting a vote, getting them to participate in that change can oftentimes be more welcoming. They will be more welcoming. Uh, I'm going to go to Nick and then I'm going to go to Sandy. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I wanted to address two things that Stacy had mentioned with the, the intro. Um, the first one being the, the religious listeners just skipping ahead. They very well might do that, and that's fine. But you also have to take into account the people that are not religious listeners that have never heard your show before. So that the intro kind of bringing in the, the topic and kind of quickly glazing over what's going to be discussed in that episode could be the very thing that takes someone who's never listened to your show before to like stick around and listen to the full episode. That said, I think you were using the term summary of the episode. I would just be very careful of how long you make those intros. Because if you go on for five minutes about what you're talking about or what you're going to be talking about in the episode and then finally get into the episode i could see that being one just painful for you to do in the first place and then two people kind of tuning that out that as a listener if it's a long drawn out introduction like that that's where i start to tune out but if it's 
it's not like that canned intro with the music and welcome to like if it's the host talking about some of the stuff that they're going to be discussing just quick bullet points i usually never skip that when they go from that into their actual canned intro a lot of times i have it timed out pretty well where i know okay as soon as that music starts i can hit the skip button once or twice and then i'm right back into the interview so it, it works and it doesn't bother me the fact that there's like a canned intro in there um, because I know that I can skip it. And I do the same thing with ads. If there's an ad placed in the middle of it, I know that one skip button will skip the first ad. And I know that two will skip me all the way back to when they pick back up. It's just kind of that consistency and kind of habit as a listener. It takes me a few episodes to realize, okay, I can skip it. But I, I do think there is importance on the introduction, it's almost like a hook for social media. That first, those first couple lines are going to determine if I want to stick around. And if I am right into the interview, I might not kind of get that feeling and then I might leave. But that's, that's me as a listener. I think a lot of people on stage here were agreeing with you. So I think that, yeah, that definitely. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think there is something to be said about that. And I want to hear what Sandy has to say about that. She's put her hand up a couple times. Welcome to the stage, Sandy. What did you want to add? Thank you for having me, Mark. I have been agreeing with a lot of what was said specifically by Nicholas, Dominic, and as well as you. So I batch record and then I do go through and listen because I definitely have an idea of what I want to talk about specifically on the episodes that I do have guests. And so based on that conversation that's had, once I listen to it, it better helps me to get that little snippet in the beginning that I do. I do have a specific little hello and welcome that I use with my music, but it's different every time because of some of the reasons that you said, you know, I know my listeners like my voice. And so I'm getting them excited for this episode. And so by me just giving, and I don't make it very long, like I believe Nicholas just said, I don't make it very long, but I make it so that you are excited to hear what I'm telling you about. And oh, by the way, I have this amazing guest I can't wait for you to hear. So that has worked really well for me because in that batching and hearing the whole episode before I even go to edit it, I am better able to give you that little excitement for you to listen to what we have going on. So I I really just agree with, like I said, what Dominic had shared as well as Nick and what you shared as well, Mark. I think it's important to not have that just vanilla intro for me. My my people are looking to hear that excitement from me and then just get them primed to hear this great episode. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it. And Sandy, since you haven't been on stage very often, I wanted to give you a minute if you are interested and want to share a little bit about your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, my podcast is 90 Day Wins, and it's simply 
inviting you to achieve a goal every 90 days. We talk about what we want to do, but what if we took action? What if we execute? So I talk to people that I call goal getters, people who are willing to share their story, everyday people. I just put out a really exciting episode that I'm proud of today. So if you get a chance, go listen. It's called 90 Day Wins. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome, and thank you for being concise and to the point. I appreciate that. Stacy, go ahead. So yesterday, sorry, I'm on a treadmill. Hopefully it's not loud. Um, yesterday, we talked about the idea of, you know, hey, I have a new LinkedIn learning course. Promote it in your own show. Be your own sponsor. So where does that go in your mind in, the, in this topic? Does it go anywhere? Does anyone want to chime in? I see John's coming up. Oh, go ahead, Stacey. Yeah, I'll chime in. Oh, go ahead, Sid. So, um, Stacey, I would put it, welcome to Doing CX Right. Today's show is brought to you by the Doing CX Right LinkedIn Learning Course, something as simple as that. Okay. I like that. Thank you. And Sandy, did you have any thoughts? I saw you had come off mic. Sure. I actually... I, in my mind, am running my own ad for my coaching business. And Stacy, I plan to do exactly what Sid said. When I put out other content on LinkedIn, I am going to do exactly that. If I can encourage other people to buy and support other businesses, I definitely can put something in my podcast to have you come on the journey with me. That's great. And by the way, you have an amazing speaking voice. So I can imagine how great your podcast is. <laughs> I was noticing that as well. John, welcome to the stage. Did you want to add something to this? Yeah, very quickly. I start every episode with about 15 second invite of what's in that episode. And it's in my voice. It's not a pull quote. It's not something from a show. Then I go through a pre-recorded canned intro. Uh, which people can fast forward through if they if they want to, but it's got valuable information there. And then I put in the sponsor's information, and that's no more than 30 seconds. And that could be a great spot for uh, Stacey. Um, and it doesn't need to be any more than 15 to 30 seconds max because you can lose listeners very quickly. But for the podcast version of my show, it always, always leads with a an invite. That's what we call it invite, uh, set the table, what people expect, and it reinforces why they click to begin with. And if they use your, your voice, they know they're in the right spot. So uh, you get a double win out of it. Hey, hey, John, the one question about putting the sponsor at the end before you go into the heart of the show, they may skip that. And I'm wondering if it's your own, quote, sponsorship, putting it at the forefront. Well, here's why I don't put stuff at the forefront. Uh, I listen to other shows, and when they do that, they lose me. If you've got <clears throat> a 15 to 30-second uh, intro, uh, what your sponsor is, that's fine. But when you get into three, four, five minutes of repeat, host read as, it becomes annoying. And not only will I fast-forward through it, I will stop listening to that show, period, end of story. The main thing is... Real estate. I got to build my show. I've got to get people to consume the show before they can consume the sponsor. Remember, it, it's about consumption. Get their awareness and then get them to consume the show. So if you reinforce why they're listening, this is my train of thought. This is why I was taught how I was taught to do it. 
uh, is you get more people to listen longer and then they get exposed to the sponsor. If you leave a sponsor, a lot of times people just bail on you or they don't listen to it. Thank you, John. Nick, did you want to add something? Yeah. And in addition to the, the playing it as a sponsor route, one thing you could do, I know, Stacy, you talked about wanting to do more solo episodes. You could take a section or a module of your LinkedIn learning course and do an episode all about that one section. And that kind of naturally brings in the ability to tease like, hey, if you enjoyed the conversation that we had, I have a whole LinkedIn learning course about this entire topic. And then we cover not only what we talked about today, but we cover this and this and this. And it's it's a, I don't know, it's a very natural way to promote the show without having it be like a sponsor. But I do 100% agree with Sid and John, like take advantage of that ability to sponsor your own show as well. Hell, you could even sponsor the show where you're talking about the module that's in your LinkedIn learning course. So like it, it can feel less salesy that way. And I, mean, I think your audience will appreciate it as well because they're getting value and kind of a sneak peek into what you've already offered. Thanks, Nick. All right, we're going to go to Alex and then Billy and probably wrap up this part of the conversation. We'll see. It's been interesting. So Alex, go for it. So for my daughter and I podcast, that's the first thing that she says. It's sponsored by Care First Training Group. And and it's not very big and you can change it up and then the music hits and we're out within 30 seconds. You can always weave it into your um you know, uh podcast somehow if you want to, but you know, a lot of people are 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 like they're using it instead of sponsoring it. If you ever if you ever watch like some shows like Home Depot, it's built by Home Depot or you, know, you can come up with a creative way of saying it. And I love what Sid said, because that's exactly what we do. The first words out of the mouth is the name of the show sponsored by and then we go right into it. And, you know, you want people to kind of remember it. And unfortunately, you know, that that subtlety is what it's all about. And I think once you get used to it, then it kind of, it just rolls. Off to you, Billy. Yeah, Billy, what did you want to add? Well, well I was going to say, I think with some of the sponsorship stuff, like, you got to think about it creatively. When, when I had a show, and then also, if I were to promote my own course and my own workshop, you know, especially for you, Stacey, it, it sounds like your course matches your audience then put it as a segment, put it as like a tip of the week or a tip of the, you know, tip of the show, you know, something like here's something that I'm going to bring you personally as the host value. If you want to learn more, you can check out my resources or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I think so many times we as content creators are consuming so much of other people's content. We're in a hurry to figure out what's the next best thing. What's the next best idea that we forget. People actually like, relax to our shows they relax to our episodes and i forget that you know i forget like i do listen to a lot of ads i listen to a lot of intros i listen to a lot of stuff that i wouldn't make because it's super time consuming but i'll listen to it because i want to support the podcast that i listen to and i want to you know and some and oftentimes i'm listening to a show i'm not near the fast forward button and then if the sponsorship spot or whatever you want to call it the promotion in the show really matches me as an audience, I don't care because I learned something new. 
I mean, if you're like, hey, it's a customer service show. And by the way, you can get a purple mattress. I'm like, that's, I just think that's stupid uh, because I, you know, whatever. But anyway, I think like make it a segment of your show. I mean, it's something that you're going to hopefully sell in perpetuity and, you know, keep pushing. So it's like, make it a segment of your show. I love that. Thank you, Billy. Before we wrap up this part of the conversation, I we've got a couple other people on stage that hasn't chimed in, and I want to make sure that we get to them if they have something to say. So we've got Michonne and we've got Matt up here. Did either of you want to add anything? Okay. There you go. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I was just thinking um, of these intros. I script everything, but I have a different kind of podcast where, you know, we're talking about film so i've got to get the titles the directors the all the cast right and i remember when we first started we didn't even say what the film was about that we were discussing and then we got some feedback saying hey we want a summary of um what we're what the film is about so we do script it and then we um record with the script with the intros with the guests to give the give it flow so the guests will know what the final outcome will be and then my sister and I will go and re-record. I mean, some days she had one day she had the giggles, and that was kind of, <laughs> you know, took a long time to re-record the intro. But um, that's just our way. But we only release two podcasts a month, so we probably have a little more time to do those things. Yeah, and still challenges that we've heard today from some people. You, uh, I'm imagining anyway when you've got two, sometimes. If, you, if you're waiting to record your intro until after the recording, it's something I think that Stacy had said. Sometimes you forget all the things you talked about in the episode, and now you have to go back and recall or go through a transcript, etc. Uh, and Michonne, your show that you're talking about is historical drama with the Boston Sisters. Is that right? Right. Okay, cool. Cool. And Michonne knows a thing or two about production. Uh, she's done some award-winning documentaries and and filmmakers featured on PBS, HBO, Amazon. So, yeah, it's nice to have people of all content creation types here. Thank you for your insight, Michonne. Okay, so here's how I want to do it. So we're clearly, we didn't really dig into hardware and software. I do think that these, this does fall under that umbrella of studio secrets. What we were, what we've been discussing from our icebreaker question to the way that we do some production on our content. I think that these are all quote unquote studio secrets, just a different direction than I had anticipated. And I, I always appreciate that. If it's delivering value and good info, I'm all for it. And here's how I would love to wrap up. And Dominic, this is a clip from a a reel that Dominic found. He shared with some of us on Instagram in a DM. He, uh, He said that this was something that Alex was talking about yesterday. And I wanted to play it for the room and then let Dominic chime in on why he shared it. So hopefully this all works. It's got the volume up. Let's do it. There's this guy whose name is Lighty Klotz. He's one of the best engineering professors in the country. He is sitting down with his son, who is three years old, playing with Legos. Now they're building this bridge, and it's at a weird angle because one of the pillars is tall and one of the pillars is short. So it's at this crazy angle. Engineer goes, I know how we can fix this. And he turns around and he starts going through the bucket of Legos to find more Legos to prop the bridge up. And he turns around and his son fixed the bridge. He did it by removing 
some of the blocks. He goes, I didn't even think of that. One, and two, it was the better solution. And he goes, I wonder if other people are like this. He starts taking it around the engineering department, tells his colleagues, he tells students, and he goes, hey, would you fix this? Every single person fixed it by adding Legos to the bridge. He goes, okay, this is a thing. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. All of us got bested by this three-year-old. Humans are sort of wired to add to add resources, to do more, to, to just do, keep doing and doing and doing and adding and adding and adding. Okay, there you go. So, Dominic, what was the motive behind sharing this with some of us yesterday? So, I think, you know, it was in the context of what Alex was sharing with Simona as far as like, and I think some other people chimed in as well as far as uh, what she was working through as far as like, you know, uh, a subscription or something that it was. Forgive me for my memory. I'm trying to make tacos for lunch for Zoe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I think it just speaks to, well, it speaks to a, a, a lot of different things. It also speaks to the fact of how sometimes we lose our childlike wonder and overthink things, right? Uh, so there's that. But in the context of yesterday's conversation, it was more so about like, I think a lot of times we provide things of worth. And when people don't see it as such, we feel like we have to add more and more stuff, right? To, to, to meet whatever their perspective in that person's head worth is, as opposed to what Alex was suggesting against somebody else, as far as like making, making it plain, this is what it is. It's a hundred dollars and just start detracting from there. Like, oh, you want to pay $75? That's fine. But we need to take away this, 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 and this. Oh, you want to pay 50? Let's take away this, this, and this, and this. And so I think it was just in the context of that conversation yesterday, seemed like a fitting uh, piece of content to share. I I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I think you're right. I I definitely see it a lot in podcasters where if something's not working, then the answer to them is I got to do more of it instead of maybe slowing down and evaluating what's not working about this. And maybe it's removing something, right? Right. And then you find yourself giving away $200 in value when you, and they're only paying a hundred mm-hmm. and now you're you know losing profitability and all the things. And so I, I thought it was, like I said, just an interesting piece of, content. So I actually just have to give kudos to Alex because I think he was the one that kind of brought it up and it made me think about that when I was watching that reel yesterday. Yeah. Thank you, Dominic. I appreciate that. All right. So we are back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow we are covering all of the headlines around the world of podcasting, content creation, AI, social media, all things that affect us as content creators. And tomorrow I want to dig into also one of the newer features of Riverside FM, since I know we've got several people who use it here, they've added an editor tool that is much more intuitive, much more, uh, it allows you to do way more than it did before. So I want to dig into that a little bit as well, among all the other headlines around the world. And again, that's 7 a.m. tomorrow Eastern. We do it every Monday through Friday. And if you can't be here live, You can check us out now as a podcast. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and look for the podcasting morning chat. Do me a favor, please leave us a review. We've only got a couple there, and I know a lot more of you are listening. And even if you're only a live listener, do me a favor and just go to Spotify, go to Apple, go to Good Pods, and rate, review, 
whatever it allows you to do. It means the world to me and to this group. So until tomorrow, make it a great day, everybody. Take care.